Hey everyone, welcome to episode 73 of You Heard It Here Second. New podcasts are released every week on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. What if a firework blew up and it was like, it was like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> like. Uh, Derek and Steve <laughs> present. You know what Obviously. blows my mind? You know what truly blows my mind? Tell me. That it's 2017 and not one company that I've ever seen has put an advertisement in a firework. Zip car review. I took my first zip car this Sunday. Do you have any questions for me, Derek? What are your questions? So how is the zip car You know, the zip car experience is pretty good. All I'm seeing is just people scraping poop and then eating soup. Poop, food, poop, food, poop, food. <laughs> you heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 73 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, we're back after another hiatus. Two-week hiatus. Second, second two-week hiatus in a, in a month, pretty much. But, wow. Um, it's probably it for the near future. I can I tell that you're on a vacation because yeah. you are red as a lobster. Red as a lobster. No, I was red as a Your lobster. Your shoulders are fried. My shoulders, you should, so this is my recovered shoulders. I can, you I should, can you should, oh man, it was bad. It was bad. That's a rookie was, move. I haven't had shoulders in that much pain in a long time. Usually my shoulders are like the shoulders are a pretty rugged part of your body as far as skin goes, you I know. Mean, not really for you. Like but yeah. yeah, you know, but for most people. And uh and it was it was bad. It was bad. The, the the problem is that the sun reflects off the water, you know, and so at these at these two islands on two back-to-back days, I was on a cruise by the way for all of our listeners. I've told you guys that before. Sitting in the water from about shoulder height up and uh sun's just reflecting off the water just bashing the don't, back of the neck in the uh don't blame nature for i'm blaming you, for i'm blaming problem. the sun i'm blaming the sun the sun's that's fault that's your fault actually it's my cousin's brendan's fault because he was supposed to spray my back and he did a very poor job so well that's pretty obvious it is obvious but i'm on the mend so uh no uh no pain anymore there was some pain before but i guess i'll gone. just have to put the podcast on my shoulders <laughs> yeah, the, that was a good one that was a good pun thanks the uh, podcast will not sit on my shoulders today so uh episode 73 if you heard it here second we are back after another hiatus we're uh probably not gonna have a hiatus again for a little while so forever rest assured forever for the rest of eternity <laughs> we will be podcasting like this every week uh until episode 900 and beyond so um and to infinity so yeah. uh that'll be that'll be good so to 900 and beyond <laughs> I'm wondering why you picked 900. I don't know why I picked 900. <laughs> I, I, 900 for some reason stuck out as the number of episodes that was like, that's not really fathomable, that like we'd have 900 episodes. But you're leaving room for a couple yeah, hundred. It's like, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, it's like we could do 500 episodes. <laughs> yeah. and I, for some reason, I think that's normal. All right. So, um, all righty. So, we'll start it off with the BC update. We got three periods for you today. We got the BC update first. We got sports second, a relatively shallow sports um, segment as we don't have any major sports going on right now. And then... The big section today is pop culture because obviously we're in the thick of Game of Thrones season, so everyone's going to be talking about that. Um, we put pop culture last because you guys can basically skip that if you want it. Um, with if you don't want Game of Thrones spoilers, because we will have Game of Thrones spoilers going on every week here, I would say, because we it's too important and popular of a show for us to try to talk around the edges. Yes, of it. so agreed. Um, so we will have spoilers there. We'll let you. We'll say. We'll remind you again before we get there, but. Uh, first, we start with the BC update, so I'll let you start because you had mentioned the fan council. Yeah, which, so this uh, is a, a big disappointment for the the pod. Uh, <laughs> we didn't get picked for BC fan council, uh, and I don't know what the qualifications were because I don't think there's anyone more qualified than yeah. us, uh, particularly me. Um, I do think I was overqualified <laughs> for BC fan council, That's which may why. have yeah. been the reason that we didn't get chosen. 
Um, but we got a very nice email saying like, oh, but we have a winter sports council. And I'm like, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> get to talk. Oh, I get to yeah. decide like if we get to <laughs> what mountains the ski team gets to ski on. No, I'm out on that. Uh, so I didn't get fan council. Not not happy about it, but I, I, I'm sure they got a ton of Not devastated. Yeah. I, I just hope they didn't pick some squids. Yeah, they probably did. They probably I mean, just not, it's a numbers thing. They probably did pick a few squids. Yeah. So, but you know, hopefully the fan council will at least somewhat adequately represent the interests and needs of the fans. There's two things I hope it's not just squids who put way too much time into their application because it was just like a two question online application, <laughs> or high value bc donors who they were just like wow that would not be good these people yeah because then it's just a then it's just a donor council it's a donor and, and politics game the entire way which yeah. i hope i hope bc athletic department is not i don't at. think that's the case but i didn't get picked <laughs> and i'm neither of those things <laughs> right so, so the door's open for the that door's to open for those things yeah um but so that is a disappointment that uh we have no fan council members living in this household um mm-hmm. but the News coming out of BC Sports Department is still pretty good right now. Um, I, this next thing that you wrote, I saw the article for it. Uh, I, when I got back from vacation, I had been off the grid, and I was looking up some stuff on BC, see the updates on the football team's spring camp and everything, and uh, BC has applied for the alcohol permit. Huge. So to, they're hoping to sell beer and wine at Alumni Stadium during football games. Um, this is what we joked the day they signed Martin Jarmond. This is what we joked that he pioneered Michigan State's efforts to – sell beer at the stadium. We joked that was going to be his first thing he does here. While not literally the first thing he did, it is clearly a part of his plan, and BC's pushing for it. And I think everybody at BC is going to love it if that if they, if they can push that through. I fully support the idea. I think it's a bit major problem, BC, is people not getting to the game on time. Yes. And in, at some points not showing up at all it's for bad games. It's a huge problem. So, and that's because the tailgates, just to be completely honest, are too fun. Mm-hmm. Like the tailgates are a blast, and our team wasn't very good. So people are trying to spend as much time tailgating as they possibly can before they kick you out. If there's, I, and I don't think it's the exact same. I don't know if it'll, it'll stop that right away. But yeah. if you can buy a beer in the stadium and just kind of continue your buzz, kids aren't going to be ripping shots right before they go in. It's not going to be like a mad dash to finish all your alcohol. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I think I think it'll be a an overall positive in terms of the game experience, not just the, like a broy a bunch of bros who want to drink yeah. beers in a stadium, I think it'll actually have positive effects towards, like, fan attendance. Um, hopefully, I mean, it's kind of a counter-argument to say that people will be less drunk in the stadium. Mm-hmm. But I do think if, if you know you can buy a beer in the stadium, you're not people, you're not going to binge alcohol yeah. beforehand. People upon entry will be, I think, will be less drunk. I think that's true. Um, now, I'm not going to try to spin this into a way that it could – you know, really significantly decrease irresponsible drinking. Like the kids who are getting ridiculously drunk, yeah. but particularly like the kids that are still in college that are getting partic- like ridiculously drunk for BC games, this will not curb that. But, um, but what I do think is that, A, for people like myself and our age, I would say, you have much less of a desire to, A, be late, like you said, B, to try to smuggle anything in. Yeah. Like, like if you now can buy, like, would you ever even consider trying to smuggle liquor into like a Celtics game? No, no, because you can buy beer at the game. Yeah, like, but people our age will still try to bring like nips and stuff into the game because you're there in there for three hours and you can't drink. And so, even to an, a further extent, I might say that it might it 
it could help second half attendance because you get to halftime and kids have hit this wall that they haven't drank in an hour and a half. They're like, I'm going to get hung over <laughs> soon. Already hung <laughs> like, they like they're already hungover. Like they're starting dying. to get sober. And like, I, I know that you would like it if your team was good enough that that didn't matter because a lot of teams around the country are good enough that kids will be sober by the end of the game and they don't care. Like the USC game that BC upset USC, I was sober by the end of that game. And who cares? But it didn't matter. It was awesome because we had beat the number nine team in the country and we stormed the field. Yeah. It would be nice if that was the case all the time, but it's not. So um, I think just even as simple as selling beer during the game so you can go get a beer at halftime or a beer at the end of the first quarter will keep people in the stadium longer. And, and that's, lo- that helps the team. A lot of people, including people in our tailgate, don't buy season tickets because they just go to the bar instead yeah. and then meet up with people afterwards. Yeah. And if, like, if you can hang out with your if friends. If the game was a bar. Yeah, if like, the game was a bar. Yeah. And, like, those people would come too. They like, would more all be in the bleachers. Fans. I don't care if they're not paying attention to the game to an extent. I mean, I, obviously I would like it if BC fans were into the game. But if all those people that are going down the street to the bar and leaving the student, the student section and the alumni section empty, if those people would just go and they can fa- their back can be to the field for all I care. If the bleachers are full and it's loud – that it helps the team, yeah, and, and, and I think, it, it makes for a better environment. And I think once the, you get those people in, that's the better chance they have of becoming actual football yeah. fans. I know that's yeah. that's a, a long way down the yeah. line, but yeah, so I think long, it's overall yeah. positive. Yeah, it's it's certainly a positive. Um, Jarman continues to make some good moves. Um, I think we'll reserve our talk about the actual team for another couple weeks. Um, but there are some good signs coming out of camp. Obviously, most of those signs are from team reporters and everything, so you take it with a grain of salt. But um, from what we're hearing. And especially I'll, the one thing I will say about Adazio, I don't know if you saw this, but he's obviously preaching about these three defensive linemen for yeah. BC. Uh, Harold Landry obviously is a stud from last year. Um, but also Allen, Zach Allen, I believe, and uh, Wyatt Ray is the other one that he mentioned. Basically, he's he's basically guaranteeing that all three of these guys will be elite pass rushers. Mm. Now, Harold Landry already is. The only reason I'd take note of it is because for all the things Steve Adazio is, he's not a, a tire pumper. You yeah, know, he's, he's not, not like a guy that's like, this guy is going to be elite. Like, I've never heard him say that. Like, he just I'm not, calls everyone dudes. He's everyone's that, a dude, yeah. and he's like, he's like, we got to be better. Like, he, is his quarter, he throws his quarterback under the bus. Remember Jeff Smith? Yeah. Like, he doesn't go out there and say, like, this guy's elite. And now he's saying it about three guys on the line. So, for whatever it's worth, he's th- those guys are seriously impressing him. Um, Do you think that's a bit of Jarman saying, like, hey, maybe we need you know? th- uh, the team to have some recognition. Like, put some faces out there of the people you expect to be the best. I hadn't considered that, but it definitely could be. Um, he might be looking at Adazio and saying, so here's your rap sheet here. You're always talking negatively about your team. Yeah. Um, you don't win that much. And when they interviewed you on the field after you won the bowl game, you basically complained that everyone doesn't like you. When he was like, <laughs> yeah. he was like remember, it was like three bowl games in four years. Like, he's taking a shot at everyone who's doubting him. And maybe Jarman's saying, hey, you got to be more positive. So we'll see. But, um, yeah, I think that's that's a possibility. So What do you think the chances are? And just quickly, because we don't have to harp mm-hmm. on it, but – what do you think the actual chances are that we get alcohol in the stadium? This year? This year. I think pretty low. I, think I would low. put it at 20% this year yeah. that we get alcohol in the stadium. Because I don't know how the psych- cyclical nature of that thing is, you know? Like, I don't know if they don't get that passed by the start of the season, if it gets passed by, like, week four, or if it's, like, or if they do those really in more of, like, a okay, for this year, Summer you're all approved, review, yeah. you know? So if they're operating on a schedule to try to get that approved and get a license for it before week one or home home week one, that I think it's very unlikely. Um, but if they can get that in into um, circulation sometime mid-season, I think it's a little bit more likely that it could happen. So, um, so yeah, I think overall I put it at a low likelihood, but yeah, I think so not too. impossible. Okay, so. I think so too. I think it's going to be a yeah. very. I think it's going to be a yeah. long shot. But either way, I mean, you can't complain about the way this off season has gone for BC as far as what you could have expected for just a. a 
mid-level college football team that's been struggling over the last few years, there's a lot of bri- uh, bright and positive signs coming out of the offseason. So um, that's that. Anything else you got for the BC update? I think that's it for the BC update, Derek. Let's right. move it along. Let's move it to sports. All righty, so we have a few sports topics, not too many. Um, so we'll start with the NFL. We were just talking about college football. Let's go right into NFL football. There's not too much going on in NFL football. Training camp starting. You got teams. Um, we yep. actually, you know, we do have the we do have the uh, TV show for for the end yes. of it for football. But uh, we'll start with the actual football transactions and really just one, which is Jay Cutler signing with the Miami Dolphins. Slay um, Cutler. <laughs> Jay, he had a TV deal lined up, I believe. I forget what network, but he was going to be some analyst for one of the TV deals. But obviously, one year, $10 million from the Dolphins is enough to pry Jay Cutler out of his uh, broadcaster booth and onto the field, where you brought up the question that a reporter asked him about his condition. So yes. I'll let you tell that. So first of all, I want to say, wh- whoever hires Jay Cutler to do anything <laughs> has never seen him do anything. <laughs> Because he's not a good quarterback. He's an apathetic human being. He is always angry or upset. He's just, like, not a guy you want on your sideline. He's just a downer who can throw a football very averagely. So, anyway, Jay Cutler gets signed out of the booth. And, and to his credit, he should he doesn't have to be working out anymore. He's got a job lined up, whatever. So a reporter asks him, have you been working out? Like, are you in shape? What's your what's your body feeling like going into this season? And his response is not like I've been keeping up, like oh it should be hard. His response is, I play quarterback, so I don't have to be in the best cardiovascular condition, <laughs> <laughs> which is the most Jay Cutler response I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> he's such a loser. I hate it. He is. Uh, it's unbelievable. And he's gonna be like the Dolphins are pretty good. I mean they're in a tough division. Yeah. I guess they just have to play the Pats twice. But yeah. It, they're gonna be okay. He's gonna get six or seven wins. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm. Jay Cutler was finally out of our lives, and now he's back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so I'm so out. I know. I mean, he's and, great. And he's he's hilarious. <laughs> I love watching. And, and, him. and I love that the two divisions that he's played in have just been the laughing stocks, like yeah. in different ways. Like uh, the NFC East where he was, or with the uh, oh no, sorry, sorry, with the NFC North with the Bears. Um, so I, yeah, actually, I kind of mixed that up. I was thinking of the NFC, the NFC East, where the Giants and Cowboys are, but it it felt like he always played those teams, and yeah. it's like the Eagles, the Giants, the Cowboys, these teams that like have these laughable bad moments all the time, and that's yes. like just Jay Cutler. And now he's going to the Dolphins, where he's going to play the Bills twice and the Jets twice, and it's just going to be games full of those type of moments. Jay Cutler and, is like a dirty cigarette in human form. <laughs> yeah. He's just so gross and sad and, like, doesn't care about anything. Yeah, nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. Whatsoever. It's, it's so weird. Except for $10 bucks, which except he'll take. Except for money. He'll take. Uh, it's going to be bad. I mean, <laughs> what do you do if you're a Dolphins fan at, the, at like, at this moment? You buy a Cutler jersey. Like, <laughs> like how can you, like, <laughs> also, I don't know. Also, I know Tannehill is not, like, injuries you can't really comment on, but yeah. he's turning out to be quite the disappointment. Yes, I know, is. like, it's tough because you can't really control an injury. But yeah, but. It is what it is. To an extent, that still matter. I mean, that still is a factor to an extent. Like, Robert Griffin the third. like, you can't just say, oh, we'll forget about the injuries. Like, that's the whole story with yeah. the injuries. And, like, and for Tannehill, same thing, especially when they're not happening on – so there are some guys that always get injured, and you're like, damn, I feel bad for that guy. Like, like another freak hit, another freak accident, you know. Like, uh, like we see Keekly with his concussions. You're like, damn, like, like that stinks. Yeah. Like, 
I haven't seen Tannehill get hurt. He always gets hurt in training camp, yeah. like or, or in practice or in a non-contact situation. And it's like kind of the same thing with RG three, even though he took a lot of hits that rookie year. It's like guys that get hurt in this way, Derek Roses of the world. It's like you know, what are you, th- do? It, you got you chalk it up to that's who they are. Like they they're injury prone. I, I don't. We talked about this on a previous podcast. I think we did. Injury prone is not something I always believe in, but there's just certain guys that it's true about. And mm-hmm. and Tannehill's starting to become a worry with that because. He just has these injuries that are not related to him getting sacked in the knee or anything like that, but he just suddenly now has a mysterious knee injury that he's going to miss the whole year for. It's yeah. like um, those type of things are very concerning if you're a Dolphin fan. Well, so. let's let's touch on this topic, and I know it's been beaten to death, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but should they have signed Colin Kaepernick? And should anybody sign Colin Kaepernick because of the social pressures, not yeah. because of their his – like? What's your what's your take on that? The, the, so this is one of the toughest things to have a take on. Like yes. I, I like I, I just circle back and forth on my take on this, um, and I was talking to our other roommate Rob about this the other day. Um, I'd like to first preface this, and I think you're on the same page as I am as well, in that I thought the 49ers were idiots for getting rid of Alex Smith. Hated like it. I have yeah. not been on Colin Kaepernick bandwagon at any point in his career. Same. And, you know, the one point when he took them to the Super Bowl, I was like. Wow, like he's playing out of his mind, but I still disagreed that they didn't put Alex Smith back in when he was healthy. Yeah. Like Alex Smith had a 9 and 0 team and had a concussion and then they rode Kaepernick and ended up losing. Um so that's the preface is that I've always thought Kaepernick was not very good. Um you know, it, it's tough because I support what Kaepernick did. Like yeah. like I'm glad that Kaepernick took the stance he did and we were talking about this the other day. It's it comes down to the media really taking this and ruining it. Yeah. I, I mean, like the the media has portrayed Colin Kaepernick as a huge distraction. He that's he, that's the only reason he is a distraction is because of the way the media has taken it and made it a distraction. Yep. Because um, he doesn't say like he doesn't say much unless he's really no, really provoked. No. He's like a quiet guy. Yeah. It was it was a, a non vocal demonstration. Yep. Like and he really did the very I don't want to say minimum because it was it was a huge uh, moment. But it's yeah. he in terms of like making a scene. It's he's doing nothing except taking a knee. Yeah, and, and, and in a weird way, it's, he, in a weird way, it almost might have benefited him to say more, because 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 what he did got twisted into a lot of things that it wasn't. Yes, correct. Um, and I think it's partially as a result of him not saying more, um, because him kneeling for the national anthem. Now people are saying he's anti-military. They're saying he's anti-police. That he's, you know, all of these things that is clearly not the message. Like he's anti-American because he kneeled for the national anthem. Like. He, if he had said more, it might have helped him. But I think when it comes down to it, like you said, when that happened, yes, there are plenty of fans. There, are, there are a lot of fans out there that are like ripping Colin Kaepernick for that. You know, a lot of people who think that's very wrong, and I have no problem with those people. Like, like if if you think it's wrong that he kneeled for the national anthem, that's like that's fine. Like, I think that's an okay take to have. Um, but the way that it got sensationalized over months and months and months, and now it's like to just teams don't want to sign him because of this media distraction that it will be, you know, almost like Tim Tebow on massive steroids as oh, far as the, yeah. as far well, as the distraction. They it have be. nothing. They had nothing to talk about this off season. Yeah. There's no huge storylines. There's no, there's nothing crazy going on. Yeah, nothing. So yeah, they no. latched onto why isn't Colin Kaepernick signed? And they, you're right. They warped it into this, like all NFL owners are cowards because yeah. he isn't signed. Yeah. And it, it may be a little of that, but it may be a little of football decisions. Yeah. Like it's it's really tough to pin this on something, yeah. and I think that's where we are now, where it's like 
the Ravens who mentioned they might sign him, now that's yeah. all anyone says. Yeah. That's all they talk it's, about. It's, and and it puts them in an awkward spot because, like, no, we, he's a good quarterback. We considered yeah. him for the spot. You know, I mean, they signed a worse yeah. guy, which is why they're like, hey, why? But yeah. And that's why I think that it's just it's, – it's snowballed with the media because if you look at this, you know what I'm seeing – so in this Colin Kaepernick situation, I'm not seeing a whole lot of analysis saying like he's just not good enough. You know, like the analysis that hey, maybe he's not being signed because he's because nobody he's not good enough to make a roster. Now, granted, he's I know that gets into the argument of like he's better than most backups, but like what are you looking for in your backup quarterback? The the what kind of irks me about it is if you bring yourself back a few years, right, to the Ray Rice situation, right? People were saying almost within a week or two of that happening, everyone was like, oh well, Ray Rice isn't that good anymore. So Ray Rice isn't going to get signed because he's not good enough. Yeah, And they weren't touching on the big issue with Ray Rice, which what he did was way, way worse than what Colin Kaepernick did. Yeah. But they were they were writing it off as Ray Rice isn't good enough anymore. But they won't do the same for Colin Kaepernick because they because for whatever reason, they, they're making it into this story that it isn't. And in reality, teams are just – there might be a, a certain formula you're looking for in your backup QB. He's got to run the same system as your starter. I mean, that, that, that has to be the case. Yeah. Like a team like – I'll just use the Patriots as an example. Like, nothing to do with who their backup is. Pretend their backup's Joe Schmo and not Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> they wouldn't sign Colin Kaepernick. Like, how is Colin Kaepernick going to step in and run Tom Brady's offense? They're totally different quarterbacks. Yeah. And so, to sign Colin Kaepernick, he needs to somewhat align with your starter. So, like, a team like Seattle, I could see signing him. Russell Wilson's a similar type of quarterback. And he does. And, thing, like, and the thing is, like, you really do have to build a playbook around yeah. a quarterback to win in the yeah. NFL. And. Yeah. There's not many teams that run that offense anymore, and he's actually good enough yeah. to compete for a starting job. Yes. So if you have like one of those weird situations where your court, like your quarterback, let's say it's it's yeah. Miami, yeah. and Tannehill's the franchise quarterback, yeah, and Kaepernick comes in and does a good enough job to where now you've got a really awkward quarterback situation between two quarterbacks who are not, I don't want to say elite because I don't think either of them are elite, but like. Now you're you've got your fan base split between two quarterbacks, between two offenses. I don't know. It's just there's a lot that goes into it. I do think he deserves a shot, obviously, and I think it's it's unfortunate that the media has kind of spun it into a uh, a, a thing that's too, way bigger than it actually is. Like the guy wants to play football and he's good. Yeah. Like he should. He's he's never been actually that much of a distraction. Yeah. It's the media that wants it. The, it's the media that wants this story. So, uh, I mean, I'm rooting for him. I don't know if he's going to land on a team. I'm sure another quarterback will get hurt and he'll get picked up. Like there's no other there's no other quarterback sitting out there who who need to be yeah. signed for a starting right, job. Right. That's that's exactly what I was actually just looking to check. I mean, you're right. There's really not there's really no one else like RG3 is not signed, but that's no one no one signing RG3 before Kaepernick. That's it, it's, I'll, I'll put it that way. If that happens, then there's something to it. <laughs> yeah. If someone signs RG3 before Colin Kaepernick, then there's something to the fact that he could be getting blackballed, but for right now it just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see what happens, but well, he'll along, be there for injuries. Moving so. away from football for a moment, you and I have a big baseball series we do. coming up. Big feud. Big feud. The Rays are, what, four and a half back, I think? I think so. Um, you check on that. five and a half. Maybe five and a half. Yeah, they've been losing recently. Five and a half back. And the Sox have won about six in a row, maybe? Yeah, I don't know the exact number. Yeah, I believe it's six. They're okay. eight and two in their last ten. Yeah, so the, the Sox are on a roll. The Rays are just about average right now mm-hmm. um this is a huge series yeah so this this could basically put the i don't want to say put, 
it's they, still it, a little early, but it could put the Rays out of contention. A sweep could put the Rays almost nine games back. I which, mean, is, which is which, in the second half, yeah. which is not very doable. Right. Especially because the Yankees are playing pretty well, too. Right, right. If you can get it within three games, four games. Yeah. If you sweep them, you get you within two and a half. Yeah. Or, or, or more if the Yankees close the gap, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, it's huge. It's, it's huge. It's, I don't know how many remaining games the Rays have with the Red Sox after this one, but um, I don't know offhand. But the uh, – yeah, it's – There is a series in September bo- we talked about going to. Yeah, that is that is true, I think, because we talked about it having playoff implications. For both teams, it's big. Obviously, it's bigger for the Rays because they, they can't fall into too big of a hole. Um, but it's, it's huge for the Red Sox, too, because the Red Sox have – after the series with the Rays, they have six of their next nine against the Yankees. Um, so for the next, like – 12 games for the Red Sox are just enormous for how this the standings shake out. And by association, they're big for the Rays, too. Now, I know Red Sox-Yankees matchups are kind of weird for the Rays, I guess, because you're never going to gain ground, but you are going to gain ground on someone. You you know, you're, gain, you're not going to yeah. gain ground on first, but you're going to gain ground on someone every night, um, pretty much. So it's interesting. But it's with, with the divisional matchups, I don't know if they do it by design, but the having a lot of these in August and September is phenomenal for yeah. baseball because – you know, if you had these interleague games or something going on right now, it'd be totally different than the fact that you got these teams playing each other almost every night. So, so does it even matter? Is the question because the Dodgers yeah. are the best baseball team in the history of baseball. <laughs> yeah. They just had the, they just completed the best fifty game stretch. Yeah, and in then the won history of and baseball. then won the one after that. So they're yeah. forty four and seven in their last fifty one, which is incredible, which is unheard. Of. It's incomprehensible. Seven losses. Yeah, that's like in baseball, nonetheless. Yeah. Like. This is, and I think, that's an unheard of winning percentage. In and baseball. the funny thing is, I I can't remember the pitcher. It might be Rich Hill, but one of their pitchers has like four or five of the losses. Really? Yeah. It's just he's just not as good. <laughs> so they're gonna they picked up you Darvish, and yeah, now they're that's cruising ridiculous. Again. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It, it really is. I mean, and they're not like s- super star studded. Yeah. I mean, they have Kershaw who's been injured. Yeah. Who else? I mean, Cody Bellinger, Seager, Justin Turner. Adrian Gonzalez has been injured too, I think. Yeah. Right? So they're good. They're a good team, but they're not like yeah. loaded. I mean, Bellinger is having an yeah. all-star yeah, year. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it's not like you're sitting with Mike Trout and yeah and Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge. You've got Cody Bellinger and then like a bunch of guys who hit for average. Yeah. Exactly. And, and Yasiel Puig. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what's interesting to me is that um, the. It's a similar dynamic to last year, actually. I think when, when you look at last year, we had the Cubs and the Indians, right? And I know, and I know that might have materialized closer to playoff time than it is now. You know, it's not like the Cubs were running; it's not like the Indians yeah. were running away with like a seventy-eight and forty record or whatever. But um, you had these two franchises that are that just they just don't win. You know, the Cubs and the Indians they don't win. Yeah, it's that simple. And they continue to win; they go to the World Series. This year, we have the two far and away best teams of baseball are the Dodgers and the Astros. Like, which one of those teams is winning the World Series? Because yeah. if you told me five years ago, I would say neither for a long time. Yeah. Well, like, they're just not winning franchises well, or of late anyway. They both did the right thing. You yeah. build a good farm system. The The Astros have a good young core, uh, Correa and Springer, mm-hmm. and now, like, the Derek Fisher Altuve. and then Tyler White, Altuve. Like, all those guys are really young mm-hmm. and, and came up through the system. And Dodgers the same way. Like, Seager, Bellinger, I think Puig was a was – a, Dodger original. Yep. Um, so they've done the same thing in terms of getting some really good talent just through good drafts. Yeah. So these teams are going to be good for a while. Yeah, agreed. So uh, it's actually kind of funny that they're kind of putting the Astros on the back burner. <laughs> the Astros were the talk of the league for a long time, and now the Dodgers all of a sudden 
have made people stop paying attention to the Astros, who are like seventy, like thirty games over five hundred. They're like seventy-one and forty or something. Yeah. Um. So interesting development there. But any other thoughts on baseball? That's it for baseball. So back to football, though. Huge, huge news. news in football on the TV side of football. The biggest news. The biggest news. Uh, if you're listening on Tuesday, which is when our podcasts get released, then you haven't missed it yet because tonight on HBO. Is Hard Knocks. Season, Hard Knocks. Season whatever that is. With the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, baby. With the Tampa Bay Let's Bucks. go. So hopefully for HBO, this is a bounce back Hard Knocks. Um, I think the past couple haven't been great. The I don't Rams watch them terrible. all the time. The Rams were terrible. I don't always watch the Hard Knocks seasons. Um, the Texans weren't great either, I, I don't believe. The year before was that the Texans, I think. So you, your team needs to have personalities. Yeah. And J.J. Watt's not J.J. Person- Watt personalities. Not J.J. Watt personalities. <laughs> So the Bucks do have that. They're yeah. young. They're fun. Jameis is a he's a performer. He, he's yeah. a he's an inspirational guy. He loves the attention. He's going to be fun to watch, and he's going to get his team pumped up. Mm-hmm. You've got Gerald McCoy, who is basically like a, a geek who happens to be six seven two fifty, and we, he watches Marvel movies and wears <laughs> Hulk socks to practice. Uh, Mike Evans, big young star. Deshaun Jackson. Very brash, out outspoken um, veteran in the league. Brent Grimes has a crazy wife named Mika Watt, <laughs> Mika Grimes. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I mean, I've been following it a lot because it's just my team, and I've been reading all the news. And what I've heard is that the team's adapting very well to the cameras. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. Dirk Cutter is a pretty quiet guy. He's our head coach, um, but Jameis has really taken to it, and I think the team is kind of rallying around that like how they do around a quarterback. Um, and I don't know. I'm excited. I mean, there's not many storylines, just basically who's going to win the kicking battle, Nick Folk or <laughs> Roberto yeah. Aguayo. Well, that's fine with me. Um, not the kicking battle. I don't, I don't care about the kicking yeah. battle. But the the fact that there's no storylines is fine with me because I don't want to fake that's not what makes yeah. That's not what makes Hard Knocks good. You know, it's not like, uh, oh, there's this big storyline, I can't wait to see how Hard Knocks covers it. No, Hard Knocks is all the stuff that you don't see. Like, yeah. that's what Hard Knocks is. What I don't usually love is when they make a huge deal out of the, like, undrafted free agents and if they yes. make the team. I know that's, yes. like, the point of training camp. Yeah. but There I, needs to be some of that, but they can't overdo it that. It needs to just be like, I want to watch stars behind the scenes. Yeah. I want to watch yeah. the best players play behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I think it should be close to half and half, which in, in sometimes when I've watched it, it doesn't feel half and half. It feels like once every... 10 minutes you get a, like a minute of Jameis you know and then like the rest of it's about these undrafted guys that I'm just re- an, analogizing yeah. it to the current team um, that's what it's felt like in the past to me I think it needs to be much more like give me five minutes of Jameis and then give me like three or four minutes of these undrafted guys and then give me five minutes of Deshaun Jackson playing Xbox with Mike Evans and then give me yeah. three minutes of so-and-so trying to make the roster you know like it needs to be a mix of both that's more than just this is how roster making goes in the NFL. Like we've seen this for season after season after yeah. season now. So, so there are already two. Sto- there are already two segments that I know are going to appear because I've just seen them throughout like Twitter or whatnot. Um, they do a trip to Jameis's hometown, which is Bessemer, Alabama, which is like a total <laughs> southern crap hole. It yeah. is like a dark, <laughs> gross place. But he's like the man there, so he shows up and everyone goes nuts. It's like a festival, yeah. so that's gonna be a good time. They show his childhood house. Um, and then John Gruden comes back for an episode and, <laughs> and gives his whole spiel, like, you know, you're one of my favorite players, man. I love you out there, man. And so that All right, should go be – go run Spider 2 Y Banana. Yeah, so that should be one fun episode too. So we get some Gruden. I know we get a lot of Jameis. Um, and then I'm sure that's going to be the classic Hard Knock stuff. Yeah. But I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, 
I was a little nervous to begin with when the Bucks got picked. It's it's a little weird. You don't want um, all the skeletons in your closet yeah, to, be, yeah. to be aired out. But I think so far, so good. I haven't heard any negatives. There haven't been any fights at camp. Um, maybe just like one or two. But it's so far, the the lid is sealed. Although it does, it does track through the entire preseason. So... Who right. knows what will happen during yeah, the hard true, knock true. season. Yeah, yeah. It goes week to week. That's so. true. It goes all the way through the end of preseason, basically leading up to the first game, right? Yep. Yeah. So. so, And also, there has never been a uh, – or maybe only one or two hard knocks contender that has made the playoffs or really? won, won a playoff game the next year. And mm. this is a team that could do it. Yeah. Which, and which, if they do, would be a nice boost to the well, Bucks' popularity. To the Bucks' popularity and also to – to get hard knocks and better teams, yeah, you know, well, like I mean, I imagine just this is just a guess that teams like the Packers and the Seahawks and and teams that are winning, you know, in the NFC or in the AFC too. The I, I would say the Patriots, but the Belichick would never even that's not even a factor. You know, the Steelers, for example, successful teams that are yeah. winning playoff games. I imagine a factor in this is that they think that that's going to hurt their team. They, they think that the distraction of hard knocks will be a detriment to their chances of winning. I, I have to think that some coaches believe that. Yeah, and, it's, it and so might, it probably is true yeah, to some it, extent. Yeah, it could be true. But so if the Bucs I mean, can go do this and then have a successful season and advance in the playoffs and prove that this doesn't make a difference, then maybe more 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 better teams will start to have let, let, let open the doors for the cameras. I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and I think there's some like actual rules written in to where like, you can't have won a playoff in X amount of oh, years. Oh, really? You can't have a new head coach. Huh. You can't. Yeah, you have to have had a losing season. I think like oh, more, I more often than not. Yeah. Past, yeah. So you can't just pick like the Super Bowl champs. Yeah. It's yeah. got to be a, right, a, a right. team that. I don't know why that's built in, but I yeah, think it's just I, an I incent- it's an incentive it's, to like yeah. win. Yeah. Right. So you don't have to be on hard knocks because yeah. <laughs> no one wants to do it. Yeah. Right. Right. But it's an agreement with the NFL, obviously. So some team has to do it. I imagine some every team year. has to do yeah, it. Yeah. Right. So there was a list of like six or seven teams that could have gotten chosen this yeah. year. It was like. The Browns, the Bucks, the Titans. Oh, interesting. I think the Ravens were on yeah. it. Um, interesting. And you can't have done hard knocks in the past, like, five to right. ten years or something. Right. Huh. It's good to know. It's interesting. Yeah. So that's that. That's hard knocks that. Hard starts knocks. up tonight, if you're listening. Yeah, and we're, I'm going to talk about it every week because yeah. I, I love it. Sure. So that'll be, our, that'll be a recurring pop culture segment. Yeah. So if you want to get we'll on We put it board, in sports today, but it sort of bridges sports pop culture. Either so. way, it'll be recurring. So if you want to follow along, watch Hard Knocks this year with us. It yeah. really is – so well produced, like it yeah. is an unbelievable yeah. experience. Like they they do HBO does a great job yeah, with everything they do. they do, especially their documentaries. Yes. So and they it's do. it's uh, narrated by Leif Schreiber. He's back again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I highly recommend it if you've never watched it, um, and because we're gonna be talking about it. So yeah. if you want to listen to us talk For about sure. it, know what we're talking about. <laughs> go Bucks, baby. Absolutely. So uh, bridging the gap from one HBO show to the next, it's time for Game of Thrones yeah. and time for pop culture section. Um, there will be spoilers, as spoilers. I mentioned before. So uh, I would say skip to the last probably five minutes of the episode because that's probably what's going to be left after Game of Thrones. So um, what are we going to do? Bachelor talk? Bachelorette? Yeah, talk? Bachelor, yeah. Well, so maybe ten. Maybe give us some ten. Yeah, give us ten g- minutes. G- give, give us ten minutes, but just be cautious because there could still be Game of Thrones talk going on. Like try to. Okay, who's to, who is not? I I, I mean I don't. Just, some people might miss it. I don't Fine. know. We, I don't think we need to. So, I, I think being one week behind is relatively common. Like I, I like. I, if somebody hasn't seen the first episode of this season, I'd be like, you know what? Forget you. We're we're gonna talk about this. Forget but you. someone who on Tuesday missed it on Fun. Sunday night, okay. could be fair. Yeah. Spoilers. So. Get over it. <laughs> so we've wasted. They, if they heard us say spoilers <laughs> the first time, they've already skipped. 
Um, so we're still talking about so, it. So uh, Game of Thrones, episode four of season seven. Um, started off a little slow. Very slow. Uh, slow action-wise. A lot of dialogue. The highly anticipated meeting between John and Danny continues. They're kind of still strong-arming. I don't love that dynamic right now. It's very it's, got, just, it, it's gotten better since it first yeah, started. It, a little um, better, but it's very just kind of like standing and staring at each yeah. other, saying thing, like yeah. just well, saying nonsense. Yeah. So I mean, the way I, I've seen it as foreshadowing of the power struggle that will go on there. Um, everybody from a long time ago has been saying that they want like the ideal that they want. It's like John and Danny. They want them to be together and like take the Iron Throne together. It's not going to happen. Mm-mm. Like neither of them is going to succumb to being the beta. Neither of them will do it. Like, and it's, I, I think it's never going to happen. So I don't know how that resolves itself. Um, but I think that they're alluding to that quite a bit in, in this, is that neither of them giving, will back down. To the point where Danny said, I will fight the White Walkers with you if you just bend down on one knee. And he won't do it. Yeah. Like, so that's, like, that's the point where you know Jon Snow's never going to bend the knee. But it's, I also, mean, it's also strange for her because she's never been, like, that ruler. Yeah. And I get what why she has to do that in Westeros. That's just yeah. what you have to do. But why now is she yeah. so is insistent that, on is that? Is that the yeah. deal breaker? Yeah, she's always been about like you can follow me if you yeah, choose to exactly. follow me. Exactly. She's never yeah. been like a I demand loyalty person. Yeah. yeah. And even Masande says that with to Jon yeah, Snow. Yeah. Like if I wanted to leave, I would leave. Yeah. And like, like I mean, yeah, and it's true. Like, like that's the mess. That's what it has been. That's what Danny has been the entire show, um, until now, and, until just this interaction with Jon Snow and. I guess a few episodes prior, she had a couple of things when it was like, wow, she's really like, she's like demanding. She's the queen of everything now. So, like, yeah. um, but, but yeah, so I think uh, that they're, it, they're both just flexing on each other. They are, they are. And, and I think that it's not the best that that dynamic isn't the best right now, but I think it's, it's going to get, it had high expectations. Like it, it would have been tough to meet a dyna- the expectation of a dynamic between those two after so long that they're the two, almost main characters of the show, two of the very main, most main characters, they finally meet and there's a lot of expectation of what's going to happen. So it's tough to meet that either way. Um, but so anyway, she is wondering what to do, right? She's pissed at Tyrion because Tyrion got all our armies got killed. Got everyone killed. <laughs> Literally. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, starting to question for some reason if he's if he's like still on the Lannister side, which is a little bit of a silly comment, I thought. <laughs> but um, but so he he messes up. And now she asks Jon Snow's opinion. She turns to Jon Snow and says, what, should I, what do you think I should do? Jon Snow, I've known you for four days. <laughs> but but people trust you, so what do you think I should do? And uh, and Jon Snow says, no, you shouldn't fly the dragons overhead and kill everyone because that that's not you're no different than anyone else. So what does she do? She, she flies, flies the dragons it. overhead and kills everyone. Um, but great battle scene, though. Oh, Just so like, should we... Should we get some other boring sure, stuff out yeah, of the way yeah, before, before we get the to finale? The yeah, sure. That was yeah. very intense and yeah. deserves our full attention. Yeah. Um, Bran is a, a mush. I'm so sick of Bran. He's a potato. I hate him. Yeah. He is just tough to watch. Yeah. He he's very tough to he's watch. He's hard to watch. He's it's like painful. Yeah, it's so bad. It's terrible. Like, so uh, so now you're just Bran when you want to be Bran. Yeah. Like when it's convenient. It was great that you were Bran to get back into the castle because they never would have let you through the gates if you weren't Bran. But now you're. But now in you're in here. here and you're like, uh, yeah, I remember when I was Bran. Like I remember other stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I just got too much remember. I, I remember too many things. Like I can't. I have no time for Bran. Like yeah. It's. Uh, Are you gonna help someone out? Or yeah. Just like gonna be this. How about the fact that you can see everything that's going on in the whole world? Want to maybe make use of that yeah. or something? Like. Or just be this thing like, that can do that. Yeah. 
they they allude to it next episode that he sees like the White Walkers marching, like they allude to the fact that Bran sees that. Like, hey, you think maybe you can uh, help some other people out because you can literally see the entire world at once, like forgetting pa- past, present, future. Yeah, pa- yeah. like <laughs> literally everything, all imaginable things in the whole world, and any time frame, you know what they are. Yeah, now you're just a moody teenager. <laughs> yeah. like that's what you are. God, yeah. he sucks. Oh, he okay. Sucks. Um, um, Arya's back. Arya's she back. She is a firecracker still. Yep. Love Arya. She is a little. She's changing a bit. She's, change, she's this definitely season. changing a bit. Um, it started when you pointed out with the with the hot pie yeah, thing. Pie, she was yeah. just kind of like zoned out. Doesn't yeah. really. She just kind of doesn't and really snatchy. Like, she like grabbed the beer. And yeah. Like, she just, doesn't engage like, yeah. with people as much anymore. But now yeah. she's like killed a bunch of people, so maybe yeah. it's like actually changing. But I don't know if the show's like being rewritten a bit to change the characters. Mm. Um, but either way, she she's changing and she's still cool. I like her a lot. One yeah, of yeah, characters. still yeah, still one of the popular favorite characters, yeah. you know, of of audience members, but um Brienne. yeah, she's definitely changing. Brienne of Tarth is back. The one thing we don't have uh Tormund and, and Brienne. Yeah. That relationship. That never, we need some more of that. Yeah, I mean it's he's still there, right? I mean I think he's think defending he's, somewhere. I remember okay, last yeah. episode he was like I'll we will defend yeah, the things yeah. you guys won't. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember where that was. but um, So, yeah, she's there. Um, what else is there? I mean, uh, Littlefinger is just, like, run, running free now that John's gone. He's being weird, being a weirdo. Although, um, d- uh, I don't remember if, if we talked about this or not or if it was someone else I talked to about it, but um, I didn't realize this, but the chaos is a ladder was a Littlefinger quote. Did you know that? What? So, so, so he's talking oh, to Bran, yeah, and Bran, yeah, yeah. he said, uh, Littlefinger's talking about how chaotic everything is, and Bran says, chaos is a ladder. And that's a Littlefinger quote from a discussion with Varys, a private discussion with Varys Whoa. long ago. So now Littlefinger knows that Bran's got some, got some shit going on got there. Got some that, mental yeah. issues. Um, but, but like, because he looks at him, like, and then, so, then Arya walks in or something, and it, like, interrupts it. Yeah. But the look that Littlefinger gives him, I didn't notice it at the time, but then I was informed that chaos as a ladder is something that Littlefinger said to Varys. So what I'm kind of catching is that they're they're connecting things they more, are. and I think they Bran... So they wouldn't keep Bran around and painfully boring if he wasn't going to be so important. Agreed. And his main thing is like these interdimensional connections, like mm-hmm. past to present or, or future, whatever. So I think all of this stuff, they're, they're placing in there to like prep for stuff like the dagger why does the dagger matter yeah but it's back yeah the so dagger's gonna matter it's valerian steel yes yeah, so wh- yeah what does that mean yeah so and and now he's starting to repeat stuff like mm-hmm. brand- so i think they're planting these little seeds for whether it's this season or next season to yeah. be like look all of this crap's connected yeah it, it's true and another another character that comes to mind with that is theon yeah. Um, Theon shouldn't still be here. And shouldn't <laughs> like, have met up with John. Yeah. No, that that shouldn't happen. So he's he's gonna matter. I mean, he's gonna be important. Um, and like, yeah, especially after everything that he did to John. And then like, the only thing saving him right now is that he, in one brief moment of sanity, helped Sansa escape. Uh, from the when was Ramsay Winterf- was Winterfell. Winterfell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, escape from Winterfell when Ramsay came and took it over. So that's the only thing keeping Theon alive is that. And it's like, and then he happens to show up. And meet with Jon Snow like right on the shore of yeah. of of, uh, of Dragonstone. So it's like there, there's a lot of little things like that that I agree. It's like these are things that are gonna matter, or else they would be gone. Because Game of Thrones doesn't leave things around that don't matter. <laughs> yes. So um, that's why I'm surprised that Dickon character didn't die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, know, I, I know. I know. He didn't matter. That was uh, 
that was exp- that was something I expected. Uh, so anyway, let's so. just get to the, the yeah, meat and potatoes. It. That the scene. So first thoughts, just general thoughts. Amazing ten to twenty minutes of television. Yeah. Probably, I would I would wager a bet, the one of the more expensive scenes in recent television history. Yeah, it had to be. Because there were some ex- a lot of explosions, mm-hmm. a lot of CGI. Yeah. A lot of guys actually being lit on fire. (laughs) So there was a lot of (laughs) expenses in in that scene, and I'm sure it was so difficult to coordinate and very difficult to shoot. So kudos to the Game of Thrones team. And I had a conversation with someone today. Like The the first half was way more boring than usual, and you could kind of feel something coming because Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. doesn't do that. They don't just pile on a bunch of conversations after conversation after conversation. And then this scene went nuts um what are your first impressions well so i thought it was i mean so i'll be honest though i didn't the way they cut it together right um i think somebody i don't remember the exact scenario but somebody back in dragonstone asked where daenerys was and then it immediately cut to the battlefield so it was clear that the dragons were going to come yeah you know but it was it it could have been a better reveal i thought um of the i thought the dragons could have been like like it, well, so if they had never cut from like where's Daenerys, yeah. like if they never were like Daenerys left, because yeah. it was clear that Daenerys left yeah. when, when they when the people show up on the shore of Dragonstone and Daenerys isn't there, yeah. she where, where she obviously isn't here anymore. Yeah. And then and then even to hammer that home, someone says where's where's the queen or whatever, and they say like they just there's a look on their face, and then it cuts to the battlefield. So obviously she's going to show up. Um, for me, I would have liked it if they didn't do that because it, then it would have been an even better like when yeah. the dragon shows up like. It looks like it's the Dothraki because yeah. you can just hear the sounds, and then you see the horse, the line of horses, and you're like, "Oh, it's the Dothraki." Yeah, you know, but you still kind of know the dragons coming. Whereas if they hadn't set it up that way, you'd say, "Oh, it's the Dothraki." Like the dragons aren't here. Like this is the Dothraki's plan, and then the dragons would show up. So I kind of yeah. I would have liked that a little better. But regardless, I thought the the build up to it was great. The the execution of the scene was perfect as far as the the theatrics of it I go. I think they did a gr- an unbelievable job of finally showing you that the dragons are useful yeah. in battle. Yeah. Like, you get it. Oh, they breathe fire. Yeah. Like, how big are they actually relative? Like, can, yeah. So this was a great... This had good perspective yeah, shots. Yeah, this was like, okay, this thing can actually destroy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Like, it can... It doesn't just, like, breathe fire. It shoots, like, balls of napalm, and they <laughs> yeah. explode. Yeah, so it's huge. Yeah. Um, so I think that's good in terms of, like, okay, cool. Danny has the army to beat. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Um, I thought a main character would die the whole time. Yeah. Maybe that's the new twist at Game of Thrones is that you you expect a main character to die yeah. and they don't. Yeah. Or I mean, obviously at the end, Jamie yeah. almost almost dies or whatever. But like Bronze, Bronze had about a, a ten minute chase scene where you. It felt like he should have either died. It, it kind of felt like he had to either die or kill the dragon. Yes. And like neither. It's a little bit yet. of a cop out that neither happened. Yeah. I think. Um, I'm but really again, glad. I'm really gl- I'm really glad neither happened. Yeah, I like Bond. Oh, yeah. I glad, like the dra- yeah. I like the dragons. Yeah, um, and it's good to see that thing in action. It was kind of cool to actually yeah. watch the the um, crossbow. Yeah. However, I I still really don't. It it, it makes me not like Danny because how many times do people say like don't do yeah. that? Like yeah. they can easily kill yeah. you. Yeah. And you're extremely vulnerable. When you when you saw it, you're like, oh crap, she could easily die. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not that hard yeah. to, to kill. And then what? The show's over. Yeah. The whole <laughs> thing's over. So 
Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a little dumb on her part. Like, yeah. She's got to be able well, to, especially like, re- the remote, number remotely control the dragons. The number of times. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the, the, the resilience is like, come on. So she flew that. She flew directly at the freaking crossbow. Yeah. And they shoot it, and it whizzes right by her ear. Yeah. A massive, massive crossbow arrow goes right by her ear. And then she, like, circles back and flies directly at it again. Yeah. Like, like come on. Like, Just that's ridiculous. Figure it out. Yeah. So so in that sense, yes, I agree. Um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, it was good to see that, you know, they're actually super – dominant tools in war yeah. um, that rather than just being talk, just talked one, about all this time. One that was just one of them, one but it was the biggest one. That yeah. was Drogon. Drogon. That was the biggest one. Um, and uh, people on the internet, people were putting pictures of uh, Drogon on uh, Daenerys' shoulder. Did you see that from no. season one? Just like they grow up so fast. Like yeah. the little guys like try, trying to breathe fire yeah. like from her shoulder and like can't do it. That's funny. And, like, th- but the things like that, they clearly tie them back together. Like yeah. there was a, there was a scene when, that dragon was trying to like light a rock on fire in season one and he like couldn't do it. <laughs> and then like, it's juxtaposed. Like you can tell, like they sort of plan those things out where like, they're going to have a similar angle where he's like blowing up like a whole army of people. Yeah. Um, so la- last couple of thoughts to the very ending. So where we're left now going forward, Jamie falls into a mysteriously deep body of water <laughs> Way that, too deep. that the horse was running in on, on the edge of it, but yeah. somehow a foot into it, it's, it's a hundred feet uh, drop off. But um, so Jamie falls in there. Is there any doubt in your mind that he's still alive? I mean, no, he's, he's still, still alive. alive. So, I mean, so I just want to make sure because uh, so, I heard some people thinking that he's dead, but no, I, there's no way so he's... we talked about this. This is like the jo- the Jon Snow yeah. thing. When Jon Snow got stabbed, you're like, he's not dead because yeah. Game of Thrones doesn't operate like that. Yeah. They kill Ned Stark, and then they have 15 minutes where you just are like, what the heck's <laughs> yeah. happening? Yeah. They don't just like... They don't end the episode and say, oh, look, he yeah, died. they don't that's cliffhanger, it. Yeah. and it's just not their style. So there's something else planned here. If he does just die, it's a really stupid way for him to go out. Yeah. Have him get blown up by the dragon, for all I care. Yeah. But, like, getting saved into yeah. water. That he then dies in, it doesn't make yeah, any sense. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, like if he was, if he was dead, the dragon would have killed him, um, certainly. I thought he was going to get eaten. I thought that was going to be like a— I thought so, too. I, I So— for all for all the times that Game of Thrones can be predictable, I thought Jamie was dead right there. Like yeah. I thought that he was about to I thought that was Although, it. Although I was kind of like, Wow, if if Jamie's going out, like that's yeah. that's <laughs> not a bad because yeah. no one no one in that show has like a death that you're like, Wow, yeah. like good for that like that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's like a shock. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Whatever. And and yeah. this was like, wow, he's he knows he has a chance to die here and he's yeah. just doing it. Yeah. He went for it. He went for, he it. Went for it. I respect it. Yeah, it was me cool. too. It was a me very too. cool scene. Um, so the the last thing I want to mention, so it, it appears that uh, Drogon is fine, um, but there is one theory going around, and not too surprising given that Cersei and her and that dude, I forget the dude's name. Kyburn. Ky- yeah, Kyburn. Um, that the arrow was poisoned. I was going to say, that would be yeah. the easiest solution. That would be an easy solution, and I kind of believe it now, <laughs> um, just because I feel like it's not that simple, that the dragon just got shot and, like, to pull the arrow out and he's fine, you know. Yeah. So I kind of believe that, and I don't know if there'll be a solution where he does, where the dragon doesn't die. But there's three dragons, so like I can see one dragon dying. It doesn't end the dragon plot line. So I, I guess my, my my gun to my head prediction is that Drogon will it was poisoned and that he'll die. Really? That's my that's the gun to my head prediction. I'm gonna say this was. I'm saying nothing happens actually from this. It's just a test run for all of the mechanics yeah. and the people and the things involved. Now you know who's got what and how it operates. Yeah, it's feeling out. Now we can start yeah. drafting up some. I hope. Th- I hope that's the case. I don't want Drogon to die already because he's the biggest and best dragon. But 
if you put a gun to my head and told me to decide, I feel like there's more to that arrow than just pull it out and it's and it's good. So, and and because the thing got destroyed so quickly, oh, it's yeah. like it's like that was a key thing. I was like, look, this is our weapon to kill the dragon, and then like boom, it's, it's dead now. Yeah. Pull the arrow out. Like uh, there's something <laughs> feels more to. So, I'm gonna think. I'm gonna I, guess that it was poison. I actually like that. That comment more than i think like oh randomly yeah. it could be because yeah. you're right if that's their only one <laughs> yeah then i'm like why did you build this up yeah oh yeah if that's the only copy of the weapon you yeah. mean like yeah, yeah yeah right so oh you got two more dragons <laughs> <laughs> who cares yeah exactly so um so how many more episodes left in this three i believe three left in the series very very fast in the season. season in the season yeah uh very excited for the next three i think yeah. they're gonna cram a ton in i think that might be long we might finally get some hour plus ones really i, I think i mean uh, people were saying that there were going to be some long episodes that was a short episode yeah. on sunday so i think that we might get a long episode or two um going through this way i think were you the one that was saying the series finale might be like multiple hours long did not know that i, I heard that from some source i don't remember where but that the series finale of like the end of next season might be like feature film length, like two and a half, three hours long. So my last question, just to wrap it all up, are there any storylines that haven't converged yet? Are we still waiting to hear from any storyline? Let me think. Besides the White Walkers. Right, besides the White Walkers. Um, off the top of my head, I think everything I think is mostly converged. I think everything is this one storyline now. Yeah, everything is this Cersei, yeah. Jon Snow, Daenerys storyline. I guess the only person Cause, cause right Dorne now because Dorne was killed, yeah. Iron Islands are kind of yeah. handled. The only thing sort of on the outskirts right now is Sam and, and oh, and, that's and right, where he is. That but is I mean, right. the story is not disconnected. But it's and Jorah. It's yeah, so Sam and Jorah, who Jorah is now heading back out to try to find Daenerys. I think, but. Sam, whatever Sam's doing there with all the Meisters, like that's sort of disconnected. Yeah, it hasn't really. Co- I, w- I guess you could say it hasn't converged, but it's still a main part of yeah. the story, you know. So, um, so yeah. So that, I think that would be that'd be the one. Okay. Yeah, I think it. He'll, so. I think that'll have a big impact too. Yeah. Because they show him every single. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's gonna be important yeah. too. Yeah, he's he's critically important. I think yeah. so. Cool. Cool. Anything else? That's it for Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Cool. Alrighty, we will. Chat, uh, chat about the Bachelor. Chat about the Bachelor, I guess. <laughs> the Bachelorette. Bachelorette. So the Bachelorette. Um, so the Bachelorette. We kind of, sort of vowed not to watch the Bachelor anymore, but it wasn't a vow. It was just it a, was, a conscious decision. It was just like a we are not doing this anymore. But I will say, I will say, and I might say this could be the new process moving forward is that I'm okay with watching the finale of every season. That wasn't bad because it's kind of funny. <laughs> It was. Whole, it's kind of funny. It was so cringeworthy, awkward. I it's, couldn't it's even stand it. It's terrible. It's like life flashed before my eyes again about why we don't do that. Yes. Because we sat there and like you get to the point where you've already fast forwarded through the commercials that you sat there and waited it out for, and you still like you have two hours left, and they're they're almost done, but like they're not done at all. I I do not care about the journey. I only care about the end. Correct. It's Me not too. about. It's not about the. The journey. The it's journey. only about the destination. It's all about the journey, Steve. No, it's not. Um, not in the Bachelor. So, so what was your favorite part about this finale? What was my favorite <laughs> part about this finale? Yes. Probably the tweets. The tweets. From, like j- these crazy, confused, angry Twitter goers. Yeah. Who had no idea what was going on in yeah. this finale, and I could just relate to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and these were people who watched the entire show. Yeah, and it came who down invested to the, a lot of time. A lot of time. It came down to the last 30 minutes, and every single person was like, this is dumb. What is happening? What is happening? We're not, where are, where we're are not we? even watching the show. We're we just watched, watching them talk. <laughs> we watched 
how many hours worth, and then this guy, and then they break up <laughs> before the ceremony. There's not even like a, oh, we actually both love you. It comes down to like actually yeah. only one guy loves you enough to yeah. do that. Yeah. So do you very- think? Do you think this is just? Do you think that they throw one of these in every once in a while so that the producers can be like, look, we're not, we're not influencing the show. We're not rigging the show. Do you think they do that? I don't know. Or because care. like the only other season that we watched, the producers definitely influenced it. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, like that season, Ben told Lauren he loved her with like six weeks left, and they yeah. were like, okay, bud, you're gonna tell JoJo you love her. Settle now, down, too. kid. Like, yeah. like go equal the tables here. Like that happened. Yeah. That's clear. So then the opposite happens here, where she's just like, uh, no, I don't think so. I only want a ring. Don't like, care who it's I, from. Yeah. Talk about being obsessed with the label. Like, yeah. that's all she cares about is the label. And it's weird that it came down to that after that much deliberation. Yeah. Like, it, go, it goes all the way down to the final yeah. rose ceremony, the night before the ceremony. And she's like, if you don't propose, we're breaking up. Yeah. Like, oh, now, well. Now, I will say, we didn't watch the whole season. No. She, she claims that she had warned him about this earlier. She claimed in one of those discussions they had on stage here and live thing, she was like, you know, you told me that you would leave if you weren't ready, you know? So, like, if that's true, then I guess one point for her a little bit in that ju- just in this argument, not one point for her, like, yeah. in general. Um, so, I don't know. So, I mean, P- Peter is Peter's the, Peter's the an, golden boy. Peter's a normal guy. People are. Who shouldn't have applied to be on The Bachelorette. People are, exactly. He should not have <laughs> chosen to be on The Bachelorette. That's his fault. But he's getting a lot of street cred right now yeah. in the Bachelorette community. Yeah. Because he's a normal dude who said, I don't think I can propose to you. Like After I just want to, I want to be months. your, I want to be your boyfriend, and like I want to marry you. I want to marry you. But like I'm just you. not proposing yet because like there's a couple other things that come first in the process. Yeah. Like maybe living together for a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's the next step rather <laughs> yeah. than just being on a TV show together. Yeah. Um, and she is so gushy over this guy and now. You could tell the way that she reacted when he pulled the ring out. You could tell that's all she cared She's about. She's just a ring. She didn't chaser. care who it was. It had to be someone with a ring. Oh, it's kind of brutal. It's it like tough brutal. to watch. It is tough to watch. And this Brian guy is not tight. No, he, this Brian guy's a loser. He's a loser. He's a chiropractor. He's a chiropractor, and he's still speaking Spanish. Yeah, he won't. He won't lose that gig. Like, dude, she doesn't like, understand it. Yeah. We, it's not sexy. Nope. Like, just get yeah, over it. Enough of it. Oh God. So that, so my favorite part of the episode. Oh yeah, what's your favorite part? Was when she told Eric, the first guy that she should have married, but didn't because she. I don't know because she loved him, like in the wrong way. She <laughs> yeah. said, yeah. "She said I love you, but I'm not in love." She said that we had such a great journey getting here. Yep. I loved our journey. And I love you, but I'm not in love. I'm not in love. I love you. I love, but you. I'm not. I'm not in love. That's how I feel about <laughs> like my breakfast. <laughs> like not another human being. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good that's a good like, comparison. I love Dunkin' Donuts. That's a good comparison. But I'm not in love with Dunkin' right. Donuts. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. I didn't. I don't. I didn't think that was possible to feel that way about a person. Yeah, I, mean, I like, love you, but I'm not in love. Yeah, I mean that's it's such a. I feel like it's cop out. Yeah, and it's totally. I mean, who ca- first of all, who cares about that guy? I don't even know that guy's name. Well, yeah, his, his name was Eric, but that, Eric. I just learned that today. So it sounds too close to Derek. No wonder she dumped him. <laughs> However, Brian and Peter, just the three most generic, boring names you can think of. <laughs> Eric, Brian, and Peter, and Rachel. Yep. yep. 
So. I'm, I don't – I think – so uh, the good news is I think this marriage will last because they're both a little off. Yeah. They're both a little obsessed with themselves. Yep. At least from the two hours we watched. Yeah. They both care more about the idea than – Yeah. Like Peter was legitimately – I don't know, though. He had some real feelings that he had to, that he had trouble conveying yeah. – that he didn't truly understand how he felt. Yeah. This Brian guy's like, I'm all in, baby. Like, <laughs> la, 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 let's speak Spanish and get married forever. Like, <laughs> like he was just yeah. all about the showmanship. And this That's Peter guy's true. like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if this has a recipe to be to last. I think I that agree that they both are like that, but that might end up being a disaster. The best like, disaster. Like she, she literally is just so obsessed with being married. Like, she even said to Peter, like, I don't think this is for you. Like, this show, like, what we're doing here, like, this isn't your thing. Yeah. You know, so like, who's, I'm here to get married. And then, like, whose fault just, like, is right it? now. Who is at fault between Peter and Rachel? I'd probably, I mean, I don't think either of them. It's, I don't know. It, it, honestly, if I had to pick, it's probably Peter. Even though Peter's the more normal guy. Like, I, he's, he's. Peter's got to know. Peter should know that that's going to happen. Yes. Like, you don't go on The Bachelorette and win. Without getting without proposing, like yeah. you, you don't. So, or do you um, think he was just gonna like change the rules? He might have thought that, like, dude. And this is not like maybe, that's like a normal date scenario. You can say it's only been two months. Like, yeah, I don't yes. Really need to in every life scenario you can yes, say true. that. Except the bachelor. Except the, it's the one. Yes, it's the one scenario where you know you should probably propose yeah. after two months. This is the one place that he could go looking for his wife that he really has to propose after two months. Yeah, like he literally anywhere else in the world he doesn't have to but he does here so and whatever that's fine if he didn't want to he didn't want to that's fine I, I don't care but if he but he can't really blame her no he can blame himself yeah I think so I think I don't want to say it sound rude but I think Peter dodged a bullet I think yeah. Peter definitely they were in it for different reasons for yeah. sure yeah and it, that came out very clearly at the end and I think they both realized that okay wait yeah. Peter's like, I actually am a normal person who wants to give this a shot. Yeah. I, I like you, but this is not like, like, what is it? Zero percent of bachelorette, yeah. bachelor contestants are still together. He's like, understands that. Yeah. He's like, okay, <laughs> let's actually like give it a shot and see how it goes. Not just let's propose and wing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think they were kind of on different playing fields here. Yeah, I agree. And uh, so there's a there's a lot of people that think that Peter is the favorite to be the next Bachelor, which seems like a bad match. Bad but, idea. But but what if they're going to change? What if the Bachelor is like, you know what? It's time to change things. It's time to change the culture. Like we are going to have this guy be the Bachelor because he's going to pick a girl and he's not going to want to marry her yet. He's going to be like, let's let's. Let's start a relationship. It's, let's let's go let's go on dates with eighteen women. Narrow them down for two months to see who you want to date. <laughs> and then we'll check back in in a couple months. You can go on a few more dates. Go on a few more dates, and they'll move in together. They'll do a show, but then moved in together. There's some spinoffs and there. Then, yeah, it's like yeah. So I don't know. That's it. That's Peter it. Peter is the loser, and uh, Brian is the winner. I am. So yeah, that's literally it. At least they ended the show at ten, like ten thirty, and this well, last. Well, no, it's 30. still going. No, I know, but, but this isn't really still going. Like no one's watching this anymore because everyone's pissed and like 
no one, no, so one, no, one li- no one likes this guy and I'm so glad I think people did like her. I mean, I, I've only watched her one episode and I'm not crazy about her. Mm-hmm. Same. But I think she's a she's a well-received bachelorette from okay. what I've heard. We've only ever seen this finale. So our judgments <laughs> yeah. are very limited. Yes, this is true. But it was a very awkward finale. It was really and, weird. And we could, really we had weird. to pod with what we were what Unless we, the Ben we finale getting. was like was like drama to the max. Like that's the only other finale I've ever seen. I don't think I knew who Ben was going to pick. I, I felt like I knew, but not this, going into the episode. There was at least like this was weird. This was super I knew weird. I knew with an hour left in the show. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we all knew the whole. And world it, it was a weird th- that interview with Peter was weird. Weird. Because like at the beginning, you're like, not OK, weird. like, are they going to bring Brian out here later and interview him, too? And then like have a show reveal. But like go back to the, the filming yeah. and be like, and okay, she's gonna have a reveal ceremony. And she was kind of, like, they were both kind of snippy at each other. And you got like five minutes into the Peter interview, and you're like, wow, they haven't talked to each other since the show was filmed. Yes, and correct. like, that means Brian clearly won. Yeah. <laughs> like, it reached that point where we were like, wait, why am I still watching this now? Yeah, this like, dude, they don't like each other. <laughs> yeah. <anymore. laughs> yeah. The feelings are not are not the same. Yeah. So. So. That's that. That's season. What that wraps up season. F- whatever of the Bachelorette. Five hundred of the Bachelor. <laughs> so we'll see you guys for the next Bachelor finale in like five months yeah. or whenever that is. It's probably in like a month. Yeah, they do so <laughs> That's many. That's true. It's yeah. probably halfway through the Bachelor season already, and we don't even know it. Cannot do that. So, but we'll see. If if Peter's the Bachelor, then no. I'll, uh, I'll watch the finale. No, yeah, I'll watch the finale. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll watch the finale either way. Cool. We'll see. Well, that's it on the bachelor. Any any parting thoughts? No, 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 absolutely not. nothing. All right, final drive. Final drive. You want to go first or you want to go second? I think I'm gonna go first. Go first. Cool. So this weekend, uh, myself and a couple buddies went to what's called the it's it's actually a fourcade, but it's it's like the four is backwards, so it's actually arcade, and it's a bar arcade. So you literally go downstairs in like a sort of speakeasy way, you buy tokens. And you buy drinks, and there's all these old school video games. There's foosball, there's Hoop Fever, there's the Simpsons video game, there's like Blitz, there's literally every arcade game you can think of from your childhood. All those shooting games with the terrible graphics. Um, And you get to drink and play video games, and it was very cool. Uh, It's smaller than I remembered. Um, The foosball was free, so it's a very interactive, fun bar it's in cambridge it's called r a 4k or arcade um and it was a lot of fun i was not expecting it to be i was expecting it to be more kitschy you know like oh you walk in you're like oh it's like a dave and busters yeah but it's legit like a speakeasy with video games and it's not too crowded we got there real late and they shut it right off at mid at uh one so i would get there earlier rather than later but it was fun, and you get to keep the coins. You just float around and play whichever game's open, challenge your friends to drinks and stuff. So uh, I highly recommend, if you haven't tried it, to try A4Cade in Cambridge. All right. It's near my office. I'm going to try it out. Do it. Well, it maybe not after work. No, maybe, maybe yeah. Maybe stay maybe, late maybe like, on Friday. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, then yeah. go there. <laughs> like, so what, like 6 p.m.? Isn't the 6 p.m. on a Tuesday? Is it? That's not when you want to go to Barcade. Okay, all right. No. Interesting. <laughs> Um, my final job is going to be about the cruise that I went on. It was an eight-day cruise out of New York. I talked about it before the podcast, uh, the podcast before I left. Uh, great time. For those of you who haven't cruised before, it's a fun experience. I know you have one, Steve, um, with a, uh, sp- a spring break crowd, which is a little bit different. But, different than the family um, crowd. Different than the family crowd, but there's still uh, similarities. 
Um, stopped at three islands, had great weather. Uh, as Steve mentioned earlier in the podcast, I got sunburned pretty bad, um, so I'm recovering from that. But a great time. The uh, the free drinks, free food, everything all week is a tough one to break out of when you leave. You kind of have to go back to the real world, and you're like, crap, oh, like, I can't sorry. just go like get a get a burger for free or like go grab like a Bud Light for free or or some fancy drink for free. Or, so it's a tough one to break out of once you leave. Um, and when you when you have to go back and pay your credit card bill after the casino was was unkind to you. Um, <laughs> so that's the way that goes. I didn't have your I didn't have your type of luck on the roulette table. Mm. But uh, overall, it was a great time. It was fun. Um, and I recommend it if anyone needs tips. or uh, You are a cruise I'm expert. I'm a cruise expert. That was my seventh cruise. That's so a lot of cruising. It's a lot of cruising. Um, my parents have gone on nine. I, I, my brother and I have gone on seven of them. Um, so I'm the expert. If anyone needs any tips on, on what to do or you're booking one or anything like What's that. What's your boat? Let me know. The, the boat this time was the Carnival Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah, the Carnival Sunshine. And Carnival is the line we've used every time. So we're at uh, gold status, which is two off. A, lo- a long way off from platinum, though. You have to cruise like 50 times to be platinum. You can so get there. We can, I can get there eventually. <laughs> what so, does gold status get you? Uh, it gets you. You get like first of all, you, when, when we checked on, we got like we had like 20 bucks like on our credit. Like just they give you a 20 dollar credit, so that's like not that cool, but it's like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's something. But everything's um, paid for on the boat. But no, there, there, there's some other th- no no on uh, casino. Um, okay. There's other th- there are things that you can spend money on on the boat, um, but mostly the casino. But there's other there's other things as well. Um, and then, I, you know, I don't know what else you get. You get some things. I know sometimes you can be like ahead of the line for checking in and stuff like that. It, it, on past cruises I went on, they would they did like a captain's party thing where like everyone who was gold and platinum got to go to this captain's party. And it was like, again, it was free drinks, but it, it was like drinks that don't count on your thing. So like it kind of was useless if you actually had the free drink package. But if you Just didn't, in the past, the captain? if you didn't have the free drink package, you'd go and literally drink as much as you could for like two hours with the captain and like. Well, not directly with the captain, but with all the other Does people. Does he drive the invited. boat drunk? He, I don't know. It's a good question, actually. It's a good is question. it hard to drive a boat? <laughs> I imagine probably a little bit. At certain <laughs> points, it's got to be extremely. At difficult. some point, well, you do have to dodge weather. You have to dodge bad weather because, like, people will complain if the boat's rocking a lot. So you have to like literally dodge like wavy seas, which is kind of tough, I imagine. Mm. But uh, I mean, I, I literally dodge complain, weather every day. People complain. You're like, shut up! Like you're on a cruise. Like, yeah, like, stop <laughs> complaining. But um. Yeah, so it was fun. It was a uh, good time. Anybody can let me know if they have questions or they need tips. So that's cool. my final drive. There it is. That wraps it up. Episode 73 in the books. Congrats to Rachel and Brian. We wish you a long <laughs> yeah. and healthy relationship. Yes, absolutely. Uh, condolences to Peter. Best of luck, Pete. So we'll see you guys next week for episode 74. <laughs> Later days. <laughs>